0: Oh, my God. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here's your host, Jim Manfredonia. Well, a very good day to you, my friends. (laughs) I'm laughing because one of the things I was going to talk about today, I was reading in Spirit Daily, was uh, an article on how demons love to mess around with us through our electronics. Seriously. They, uh, you might remember the uh, uh, probably the most famous exorcist. He passed away uh, a few years ago, but uh, Father Gabriel Amorth, he, he said that. That demons love... To get into electronics, you know, like when your, your, uh, your phone does strange things, or your laptop or your tablet does a nod thing, and how did that happen, or why did this, what happened to that, I lost this, this ought just, just shut off, and I was going to share some of that with you today, and don't you know, I'm sitting here before the radio program, just a, you know, I, I get into the studio here about quarter of four, and I start setting things up, because we have all this... <laughs> all these different means of communications here to get the get the word out. Um, and, you know, our, our, um, our video, our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, um, our homepage, we stream live video when we do these live programs. And I had it all set up. And then all of a sudden, just before we went on the air, my little, because I have to go through. It's a long explanation. I won't get to all the all the details, but I go through a tablet, you know, a little a little iPad here to get into the video section of the broadcast. All set up, ready to push the button to turn the cameras on, and then the the iPad says verifying update, and it starts to update. I and I these these iPads are set. You know, you have to you have to approve the update. You have to you have to schedule it. You it can't just do it by itself. Well, it did. So you see what I'm saying? You're, the demons are—it's <laughs> just I'm chuckling. So there's no video today, uh, no video right now. So in case you're looking for us on YouTube or Facebook, um, there is no video because uh, the iPads are updating. So, <laughs> ah, you know, and uh, here we had the storms outside. It's, I was walking from my office down here, down the hallway here to the studio, and you know it's just me in the in the, in the building usually uh, today, especially in I'm very frugal, so I keep all the lights off except for like my office light. I when I come into the studio, I put the studio lights on. The chapel light is on, of course, um, but it's dark out there. It's like it's like uh, you know dusk. I don't know. I guess there are storms. I keep hearing our emergency uh, weather systems going off here, announcing thunderstorms in the area, and it just seems like there's going to be one after the after another over the next few days. And then I was reading there's multiple uh, storms in the in the ocean. Tropical storms could develop into hurricanes. Uh, we need a lot of prayer. We need to get together, my friends, and just as as family, and just pray and pray these things away. You know, and we're finding ourselves to be in in almost like a bad, very long twilight zone episode. Right? Every time you turn around, something else is going wrong. So. Anyway, let's just keep all that in prayer, because <laughs> uh, I am going to share with you, Holy Father today, uh, um, Pope Francis um, continued with his general audiences. He started them up again last week, and um, he's going to ta- talk today about human dignity. And, you know, if you, there's one thing I think that, uh, you know, Mother, mother Teresa, St. Mother Teresa said it many years ago, that if a, a mother can kill her own child— What's to stop us from killing each other, basically? And, and of course, I'm paraphrasing there. but And it all begins with the lack of respect for the dignity of every human person, from conception to natural death. And that's why our world is in the state it's in today. And the devil is having a heyday, and so are his little demons with my electronics here in the studio. So, first... We're going to pray and as always my friends i invite you to pray along with me and all of our family who are gathered here and because right now we don't have any video although i see the ipad is kind of doing something here i don't know if it finished its update i'll see i'll take a look and see if i can get the video up and running um let's see. i'll push that button I'm still here. I'm just <laughs> I'm just pushing buttons. Pushing buttons galore. And uh let's see, I'll try it again and see if it happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Maybe not. <laughs> anyway. Um oh here we go. See now I can do this. Let's see. Put that on there, and I'll push this button over here. And let's see if that works. If you're watching, let's see if it's on. I think we are. We are going to have some video. So <laughs> not that, not that you really want to look at me today. But uh, anyway, I think I do think now we have video. So. Let's pray. Let's come together, and if you are listening on, on our domestic church media radio stations, thank you for that. We're excited because, as I shared with you the other day, um, our insurance company is covering covering the majority of the cost of our new AM transmitter uh, for 1260 AM, which we're still on a backup. That's why the signal is is weak in many areas, but we are going to get that new transmitter. Uh, They're not paying for the whole thing, but I know the Lord will provide the rest of it, about $10,000 worth. That's what I'm going to need to cover the difference between what the insurance company gives us and what we need to get everything put in and purchased and everything. So $10,000, I'm casting the net. Lord, you know I come to you often with these requests, but it's, of course, for your greater glory. So uh, we know that you will provide. Um, So we're thrilled about that. And uh, so, if you're listening right now, of course you know with the storms, who knows what's going on? I hope we don't lose power again uh the way we did last week during that particular uh storm, but we'll pray that we don't. we pray that you stay safe and warm uh cool rather, not too warm, it's <laughs> pretty pretty hot out there, and muggy um anyway, so here we go, um. Going to invite you to pray as as we do uh, every day uh, with our brothers and sisters tuned in, literally from around the world, and in uh, our intentions, our prayers. Uh, of course, we always include you and your special intentions, whatever they may be. But we are praying and starting our prayer time today as we do every day uh, with the prayer uh, to Our Lady under the title of the Immaculate Conception. Um praying for our country and uh, this prayer is yours my friends Uh, we're happy to send it to you uh, and get it out to you and uh, I'll tell you how to do that after we we say our prayers let's begin now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit amen most holy Trinity our Father in heaven who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters Holy Spirit who chose Mary as your spouse God the Son who chose Mary as your mother In union with Mary, we adore your majesty and acknowledge your supreme, eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, we wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our president and on all the officers of our government. Grant us a fruitful economy born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of the nation. Guard the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the intercession of our mother, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, sinners, On all who are in need Mary Immaculate Virgin our mother patroness of our land we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you protect us from every harm pray for us that acting always according to your will and the will of your divine Son we may live and die pleasing to God amen and we pray our prayer to st. Michael the Archangel and the beautiful ancient prayer to Our Lady the Subtum Presidium prayer Holy Father Pope Francis asked us a year ago, two years ago, I'm sorry, two years ago, to pray these prayers every day uh, to protect the church from the attacks of the devil, and we're throwing in there an intention to protect um, our country from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In our prayer to Our Lady, we fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God, do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you, pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And again, my brothers and sisters, I always thank you um, for praying together and reminding you that this coming Monday... Uh, of course, today is Wednesday. If I get my days correct, it is Wednesday. Uh, this coming Monday, our dear friend Bruce DeBacco will be here uh, for his program, Come to the Throne, where we open up the airwaves for prayer for a full hour, live here at, beginning at 3 o'clock on these domestic church media stations. Uh, you'll be invited to call in and pray with Bruce or send us your prayer request, your intention, whatever that is. Uh, friends, we do uh, encourage you to, to participate as a we need, we need to pray. We need to pray so much right now. There's so much to pray for. And praying for our country, especially um, here, you know, we're in the middle of, well, I don't know if we're in the middle of, hopefully we're at the end of, or getting close to the end of the pandemic, um, because you hear so many things. Uh, and you wonder, what's true, what's right, what's wrong? Um, are we being given the entire story where did it come from? you know we also have to look on the spiritual level of this. as I said the other day you know uh, it, it I don't believe that that the devil created this virus. maybe he did I don't know, but I don't but I do know that he's using it. I do know that we, we can be sure of that he's using it through panic, anxiety, fear, misinformation, distrust, anger, uh, of course all the other domino effects that have occurred as a result of that through shutting down the economy, unemployment, uh, businesses closing. I mean, it's a horrible thing. And, you know, who would ever have thought a year ago, or even earlier this year, you know, January, um, it was when we first started hearing about this thing. And then it was finally in in March that it, it got very serious. But Uh, Leading up to that, you know, it was just, the whole thing is just, it's just surreal. Um, I know so many of you uh, who have uh, children, school-age children, up to through college-age children, not even sure what's going to happen. Maybe you do know, but schools are doing these virtual learning things and and, uh, not opening up, and teachers are afraid to go back, and moms and dads are fearful of sending their kids back, and if they do go back, uh, having to wear the Masks and the separation, the socially distancing, all this stuff. My goodness. But you know what? We know that God is in control, and we know that Jesus is in charge. And so we mustn't fear, you know. We mustn't fear. Jesus told us, some say, and I I guess this is true, I've heard that the phrase be not afraid or do not be afraid, is in the Bible 365 times. I don't know that for a fact myself. I've heard it said that it is. Uh, If you you take that as a fact, that means that it's in there once each day. Jesus reminds us every day, do not be afraid. We mustn't fear. Uh, You know, Jesus is in, in, in charge. He walks with us through it all. And that's why I pray, my brothers and sisters, that when you come here to domestic church media and you listen to these broadcasts, this particular program or any other program that we bring to you, that it's a place where you can come and and be reinforced with that trust and hope in the Lord, that even though the world is going crazy around us and seems to be falling in upon itself, that we don't have anything to fear. That this, this world is only—we're uh, only here temporarily anyway. That our true home is with God. We're ultimately citizens of heaven. That's, that's our true citizenship. We love this country. We, we, we think it's the best country ever to exist on this planet. But we know that ultimately our citizenship is in heaven. And that's where we're all headed, uh, hopefully and prayerfully. So even in these times of trial and difficulties, and you know, the, there are generations that have gone before us over the past thousands of years along the way that have had a lot worse troubles than these. You know, where we we can complain, oh, we're locked in, we're locked down, we're all sitting in air-conditioned homes with roofs over our head and food on the table, and you know, we're we're not. Uh, it's not like we're we we've we've gone back to. Uh, 200 years ago where there's no electricity and no, uh, you know, our lifestyle really hasn't changed that much except for our schedules and our ability to, to hug. But, you know, maybe we need that more than anything right now. We all need some hugs. So hopefully you come here and you get these virtual hugs from domestic church media. You feel good about being a Catholic. You feel good about where you are and understanding and knowing that this too shall pass. Jesus walks with us. And we walk in that way uh, toward the Father's house and to the Father's house where one day we will all sit around the heavenly banquet table and rejoice for all eternity. That's it, right? So why worry? Let me share this, though, with you. I think this, I mean, this isn't to scare you or to bring you down, but I just, as I said, I was going to share this with you. And my electronics here in the studio that control our video side all started going awry. So it's true. This is a, this is an article that was, was in Spirit Daily. Uh, what day is it today? Is today the 12th? Yep. So it was just today. Um, it, it gives examples. It says on those uh, s- cell phones, you know, that haunt us. The alarm clock on cells, there th- are those who wake up to the uh, clangor of the, the most unwelcome of sounds, only to find as they stab for the snooze touch spot, that it's not the time they set, but a new alarm clock suddenly showing on their system—in other words, an alarm somehow had been added to what they already had programmed. Did ever happen to you? Um, in this, uh, is it a cyber glitch? It says, or on occasion, does it have spiritual connotations? Um, Father Gabriel Amorth, the famous Rome uh, exorcist, once said that spirits do. Like to toy and harass through electronics. Now you know we we all complain about you know our phones mis misfiring, uh, <laughs> one one area or another, or our computers getting locked. I know my computer in my office the past couple of weeks has been doing strange, very strange things. Um, so. Uh, it's, it's, it's a fact, and here's the, probably the most famous exorcist who ever lived, Father Gabriel Amorth, who said that these demons do like to toy uh, through, and harass us through electronics. Um, one thing that keeps coming up, I'm reading in this article, is that um, these alarms that are going off on the iPhones or whatever phone you have and when you, if you use them for alarms, and even if you don't, sometimes they're just going. They're going off by themselves. They say, but going off around three o'clock in the morning. Um, and it's the article says three a.m. is an interesting moment of the day uh, slash night. Others on blogs report strange static voices or claim to have received phantom texts at 333 AM. Has that ever happened to you? Never happened to me, but they say it is happening. New agers have 333 as announcing an important message from their guardian angels about new life, abundance, and spiritual awakening. These are occult things, so stay away from that, obviously. Others can note that time as the bewitching hour. Still others have used the interchange with strange text messages on their phones, like a Ouija board asking questions and getting, or so they believe, answers. And it says, no doubt, there are no technical explanations in most cases. Those who talk cyberspeak also mention phantom alarms, phones sounding off at the wrong time. Um, And it's easy to imagine how such a glitch could occur when it's just a ringer, but... Uh, Such an effect is not from actual creation of an entire new alarm. Adding a new one on most phones takes at least three clicks. The plus option, the add option, the save. A new alarm formulated on the cell out of a a whole cloth is a step beyond, perhaps into the beyond. Um, So it says, is there a way we could program an alarm to awaken us with a psalm? (laughs) Uh, And it says... um, you know, these static voices that appear on some of these uh, things. Texts from deceased relatives. And I've never heard that, that. Listen, if you get a text from a deceased relative, you better call an exorcist because that, that obviously shouldn't be happening. Um, but the technology, you know, you think about the technology that we have today and how dependent upon it we have become. You know, the iPhone, because I have an iPhone, the iPhone will tell you, how much time you spend daily, on the average, in the course of a week? How much daily time you spend on the phone, doing things, looking at things? I find myself look, I you know, I get I get a lot of emails, and so my phone, obviously, is how I read most of them, or and or answer them. And it used to be in the back in the day, before all these electronics invaded our home and our off work time that we never thought about it, you know? I can remember, though, and I'm sure many of you can as well, when this began to come home with us. It used to be you would leave your job. You know, most people had nine to five jobs Monday through Friday. You'd leave your job at 5 o'clock. That's it. Your work. You locked your door to your office or your workplace, and that was where it stayed until the next morning when you went back in. But today, let's be honest. We're all working every waking hour, and sometimes waking up to work through these electronics. And what has that done to us? You know, and we see, you know, and our and how dependent we have become. Uh, think about the the children now, who you know, when the when the virus hit us last spring, who began to go to school virtually through their their tablets and laptops, and it's going to continue in the fall for most kids, I guess. So we become so dependent upon these electronics for everything. You know, there's an app for everything, and hopefully you've downloaded your free domestic church media mobile app because what we present to you there um, is so much resource for your faith, and that's a good app to have. I saw this morning on churchpop.com that there's now an exorcism app. <laughs> prayers. But it, it includes deliverance prayers for lay people, which is great because we could use those prayers. But it also includes exorcism prayers for priests and things. We don't mess around with that. That's Father's job. <laughs> but it does have deliverance prayers for lay people, And I can't think of the name of it. I, I was reading about it this morning, but I, I forgot the name of it. Um, but it's an exorcism app so you see how how this is uh, totally totally invaded our our very being in so many ways how dependent we become so that when we have a storm like we did last week and we lose electricity we lose power for day a couple of days we have nothing you know you have your phone but if you can't charge it it's going to go it's going to you know eventually die so all these things that are that are so much a part of our life now that weren't a generation ago. You know, it used to be that, I think they said that if you, the, the computer in our phones, you know, that, that operates the phone, the computer chip that operates, is much more powerful than the computers they used to put man on the moon, you know, 50 years ago. So you can see how the demons would love to get into this thing. <laughs> and... Really, you know, uh, harass us and annoy us and and try to get us to get angry and uh, angst and and frustrated. So it's good to try to at least put some of that stuff down. I you know I I'm just as bad as everybody else, and I know that. I'll pick up my phone every now and then. Okay, I get emails. You know, nine o'clock at night, I'm reading emails and sending emails and texts and things. And we really need to just get that away. And don't let the demons get in there. you know. And the other very, very dangerous part of that is, as I'm sure most of you parents know, is if your children have phones, how dangerous that can be because of all the things available to them that, that you don't want them to have. Sites that, that are very dangerous, spiritually and, and emotionally, and all this other stuff that's out there. But then again... You know, this is why we here at Domestic Church Media and other, you know, we have to be thankful to to our parishes and our diocese that in the course of this pandemic we can virtually attend Mass through these same electronics, that you can listen to the gospel through these same electronics, Uh, you can watch uh, EWTN through these same electronics. So, you know, it's a battle, and the Church has to be present here, too. And that's why, for me, and for uh, all of us here, you know, at domestic church media, as I said the other day, I, I'm getting, I'm getting restless because I feel there's something the Lord, a new, and not a different, but an additional um, path, the Lord wants us to go down using technology, because if we don't, we're going to lose a whole audience of, of especially young people who need to hear the gospel. We need a place where people can come and relax and, re- and 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 rest in the Lord. You know, whether it be a, a radio broadcast or a YouTube uh, channel or other things that I'm feeling are being placed on my heart that I'm I'm just praying a lot about and tr- trying to figure out how we can do some of these things that are coming and being placed on my heart and in my mind. I can't tell you yet, but. <laughs> You know, I guess we're not done yet. We have more to do. But it's important because if we're going to do battle with the world and the forces in the world, you know, we have to use the same weapons. (laughs) We have to use the same tools to try and bring people to light as opposed to letting them uh, fall into the darkness. That's what domestic church media is. And think about why, you know, as I told you the story, we, we call this apostate domestic church media because it refers to the home, to family, the, the, the basic cell of society, domestic church. Every home must become like a little church, a little domestic church. And when we come to you in your homes or when your broad, any other broadcast we bring to you here comes into your home, it's bringing that light of Christ into your domestic church, from our domestic church to your domestic church, and letting that light shine with, within your home to, to, to repel that darkness that's out there. And there is so much darkness and there is so much evil that if we let down our guard, we'll not let that opportunity pass to invade and it's true. We can't, we can't pretend it doesn't exist. It does exist. It's very real. The devil is very real. We know that he's certainly not more powerful than God, and when we have Jesus, we don't really have to worry about that as long as we stay close to the Lord. It was, I believe, St. Augustine who said that the devil is like a vicious dog on a short chain. That as long as you don't get too close to it, it can't hurt you. The minute you allow yourself to get into the territory of that vicious dog, you can get your hand bitten off but if it's on a short chain just stay away don't let it get near you it might scare you but it can't hurt you remember that when we come back I want to go to the Holy Father Pope Francis gave his general audience today it is Wednesday a little earlier in Rome and he uh, was talking today uh, continuing his uh, new catechesis on human dignity so stay where you are my brothers and sisters there is more to come on come to me Hi, this is Peter Herbank, host of Fire on the Earth, heard right here on Domestic Church Radio every morning, Monday through Friday at 6.45 a.m. Join us as we seek to hear the voice of Jesus, who calls each one of us personally to follow him, to share in his life, his mission, and his destiny, and to live the high adventure of Catholic discipleship. I hope you can join us every morning, 6.45 a.m. on Domestic Church Radio. God bless you. on these Domestic Church Media Stations. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. In prayer, do not do all the talking. If you went into a doctor's office, you would not rattle off the symptoms and then rush out. How did you learn to speak the English language? You learned to speak by listening, did you not? How does a scientist learn the laws of nature? By imposing laws upon nature? No, he sits down passively before nature and says to nature, now you reveal to me your secrets. So we are not constantly to be yapping in prayer. Sacred scripture says, Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. We often change that. And we say, listen, Lord, thy servant speaketh. In prayer, therefore, we must not only speak, we must also listen. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go. Go to GoodShop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit GoodShop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's GoodShop.com and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. GoodShop.com From Ambler to Avon-by-the-Sea. Burlington to Bradley Beach. From Yardley to Yardville. Bryn Athen to Brielle. Neshanik Station to Normandy Beach. Princeton to Pendell. Proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. All right, welcome back. I don't know. I can't, you know, I'm in this uh, beautiful studio that the Lord has blessed us with. And if you watch on YouTube or Facebook, you can see part of it. Um, uh, But it has no windows, obviously. It's soundproof. And uh, I don't know what it's doing outside, but I know that we're, I keep hearing the um, uh, emergency alert system, you know, that that breaks into our broadcasts. Warning of thunderstorms and things. So stay safe, you know. Just, but don't worry, don't worry. God will take care of us. I forgot to tell you how to get your free prayer card. Um, we pray this prayer for the United States of America uh, every day here, and we have it running regularly. Cheryl and I recorded it, and it's, and we're hoping you will pray it as well. And I'm thrilled that so many people already have requested this prayer card. And if you're watching on our YouTube channel or on Facebook, I'm holding it up to the camera. It's a beautiful four-by-six laminated card with the prayer on it, a prayer for the United States. It's a prayer that was prayed originally in 1959 at the dedication-slash-consecration of the Basilica, uh, the National Basilica of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. Um, And, you know, Our Lady, under the title of the Immaculate Conception, is this country's patroness. And I believe, my brothers and sisters, and I, I'm sure all of you do as well, that we are in uh, in danger, great danger, in this country for many reasons. But I believe that through the prayers of the faithful, and I, you know I, I would invite, if you have non-Catholic friends, Invite them to pray. They may not want to pray the prayer to our Blessed Mother. Maybe they will. You can give them one of these cards. But invite, pray with them. Let's all raise up our hearts and minds to the Lord in prayer to just please protect our country from the attacks of the enemy that we can um, uh, retain our American way of life as we know it. There's no better country in the world, no greater country in the world, no better way to live with the freedoms that we have, the opportunities that we have um, to be free uh, in, in our practice of our faith, to be free in, in, in our speech, to be able to, to be free in how we live. And that is being threatened in some ways. So let's go to our Blessed Mother under the title of the Immaculate Conception and pray for our country, especially between now and November 3rd, which is Election Day, that this country's basic Judeo-Christian principles upon which it was founded are preserved. And so we invite you to get these free prayer cards. All you have to do is go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. Go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. And up on the top, there's um, different options. One of the options is prayer. Just place your cursor over the word prayer, and a little menu will drop down, and then click on prayer for the United States of America, and then it'll ask you for your name, your address, and how many you want, and you submit it, we get it, and we get them out to you. We send them out once a week. I have a wonderful a uh, duo of uh, volunteers who come in here uh, once a week. Uh, Janet and Elizabeth come here, and they stuff the envelopes and label them and get them out, and, you know, put postage on them and get them out. Uh, so um, we have sent out a lot since we first started doing this, which is great. And I just saw one t- a request came in today from Maryland. So we're getting them from all over the country. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's a powerful prayer, and I ordered 5,000 of them. You know, I I was myself in prayer about, I guess it was just before, I think it was just before the 4th of July or just around the 4th of July, that uh, time when I was in prayer, and I felt the Lord place it on my heart that we need to do this, and I found the prayer uh, that was prayed at the uh, dedication of the National Basilica of the Immaculate Conception, this prayer that we pray, and asked our wonderful Emily to put it on a a card for us, and she designed it, and then I ordered them 5,000. And I hope we give them all away. I hope I have to order more. Because we want to get as many people praying, so order however many you want within reason. You know, as long as you 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 know what you need to give out to people and send to your relatives and friends, Um, and then let's just pray. Let's get on our knees and pray to the Most Holy Trinity through the intercession of Blessed Mother under the title of the Immaculate Conception for our country. We need to do this so. Go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. Place your cursor over the word prayer up on top there. A little menu drops down. Click on Prayer for the United States of America and tell us how many you want, and we'll get them out to you. Okay, It's a beautiful prayer card. Uh, You can order however many you want. Share them with family and friends and pray. Very, very important. Okay, so now we'll go to uh, Holy Father uh, this morning over in Rome. He uh, gave his general audience. He does a live stream now. You know, he used to be, and we've been to a few of these audiences in the past. The old way of doing it was you, you'd get about between fifty and seventy thousand people in uh, in St. Peter's Square, and then the Holy Father. We actually uh, saw Pope Benedict once. We were there. And uh, Cheryl and the kids and I were there in 2011 for our 25th wedding anniversary, and uh, we did a special family pilgrimage. And um, at that time, Pope Benedict was the Holy Father, and we attended his general audience. Uh, it was uh, lovely. And actually, I had I had um, written to the papal household. This was before Cheryl and I were honored with the Benemerente Medal and honors, but it was two thousand and eleven, and I knew we were going to to Rome, and I wrote to the papal household and I said that we're going there to celebrate our twenty fifth wedding anniversary with our three children. We'd love to attend the a uh, general audience, and you know, we have to request tickets. So we thought we'd be out in the middle of the square somewhere, and uh Cheryl and the kids went ahead. I was still in the hotel we weren't we only stayed a few blocks away in the Michelangelo hotel. If you ever go to Rome. Stay in the Michelangelo Hotel. It's it's within walking distance of St. Peter's. You can see the dome uh, from your hotel. But anyway, um, so they went ahead, and and Cheryl uh, texted me and said, you won't believe where we're sitting. So so I I went over and joined them, and they put us up there in the little promenade there near the Holy Father. Uh, I guess they felt it was a special occasion, so... We were very honored to do that. And then ever since we've gone to the general audiences, it's been a wonderful experience with Pope Francis. So it's a beautiful, beautiful tradition that the Holy Fathers have had uh, down through the years. So again, this morning, Wednesday, he had his, but now he's doing doing it virtually on a live stream. Uh, Today, he was uh, talking about Christian faith demanding conversion from individualism and a commitment to defending the inherent dignity of every person. Pope Francis taught this morning, while we work for the cure of a virus that affects uh, everyone without distinction, faith urges us to work seriously and actively to fight indifference in the face of violations of human dignity. And, you know, you hear a lot about this human trafficking that takes place here in our own country—I mean, horrible treatment of of the most vulnerable, our, our, especially our young people—and uh, the, the the fact that people could do this—you know—I know it's hard to watch or listen to, but you you hear this the the, the whole Jeffrey Epstein situation. With his island and his his clientele and what they were doing with these young girls and it's just an awful thing. It's the work of the devil. It's the work of evil. But that's just little little part of it. For as horrible as it is, if we don't respect the dignity of every human person from the moment of conception, if we don't honor that person at the moment that. Almighty God infuses an immortal soul into that person at that moment of conception and respect that life throughout its entire course until natural death when the Lord brings that life back to himself. If we don't respect that life from conception to natural death, evil sets in. So Holy Father reminded us, he said, we want to recognize the human dignity in every person, whatever his or her race, language or condition might be. And, you know, we hear a lot today, don't we, uh, about the racial tensions in this country and people saying that there's systemic racism in this country Um I I have to go back myself, you know, being a child of the '60s. I remember the late 1960s. I remember uh, the riots, the Black Power, the the, the 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 transformation that was taking place in that decade. 1964 Civil Rights Act, Martin Luther King uh, in 1963, and his wonderful speech, and then of course the the, the very, very uh, sad assassination. Uh, these things that we went through a lot of this fifty years ago, and I, I, I you know, I, I don't know, I, 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 you know, and when I was going to college in the seventies, there was affirmative action. There was there were efforts being made to, uh, you know, uh, um, um, uh, bring people, you know, who were being. Uh, Who are, who are being uh, not being allowed to enter certain you know uh, schools and things because of their race or uh, all, we, all that we were going through? So the affirmative action program was a positive thing, uh, and and you know here we here we are so many years later saying the same things and people referring to uh, um, you know the, the the prejudices and and the and the racism and things that they say exist. Um, I I just feel myself personally that we overcame a lot of that. There are always going to be people who uh, have those those uh, tendencies and feelings and prejudices, but I think as a, as a whole society, we I mean, we, had, we elected a black president for eight for two terms. I mean, anyway, Holy Father reminds us that we have to recognize in every person, every single person, recognize that person's dignity, no matter what their race, religion, condition might be. Um, and then he went on to say that renewed awareness um, of the dignity of every human being has serious social, economic, and political in- implications. He said that the pandemic has shed light on broader social ills, a, including a distorted view of the person that ignores human dignity <clears throat> and fosters an individualistic and aggressive throwaway culture. Which transforms the human person into a consume a consumer good, you know. And and uh, we're going to hear a lot about, and we should hear a lot about the differences coming up now as all the the candidates for uh, office, president and vice president on both in both parties, that what their views and positions are regarding how they view. Um, respect for human life, beginning with life at the moment of conception. And I, we're going to see a difference, you know, there obviously is a difference. One candidate, the president, uh, has been uh, stood up for for pro-life causes since he's been in office and as he ran for office and since he's been our president. The candidates running against him now both have have expressed their views to uh, give full uh, and legal access to abortion throughout the entire nine months of pregnancy and beyond. Uh, the Democrat uh, party platform differs from the Republican party platform regarding abortion, and people might say well that's just one issue but it's 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 the issue that is at the essence of who we are as as people if we don't respect the dignity of the human person even in its most vulnerable stages from the moment of conception throughout the course of that life. It creates a, a, a society that is, as Holy Father said, becomes a, consu- a, a a throwaway culture. We can do away with this person because they don't um, contribute to society. I remember when the... The Roe v. Wade decision was made back in 1973 because I was in college when that happened. I'm sorry, I was a senior in high school. Um, But one of the uh, rationales for um, creating this uh, legalized abortion law in this country, the Supreme Court determined that the life within its mother's, his or her mother's womb, in the first Three months was not viable outside the womb. So, therefore, it wasn't really, uh, didn't have the right to life because it couldn't exist outside of the mother. The viability was an issue. Of course, with, with, with medicine and technology, so many things have changed in the, in the past 40 plus years, almost 50 years now. So, the, as Holy Father said, you know, if, 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 you know, this distorted view that we have that ignores human dignity in all stages of life fosters what he said is an individualistic and aggressive throwaway culture. He said, in the light of faith, we know instead that God looks at a man and a woman in another manner. He created us not as objects— but as people loved and capable of loving, Pope Francis said, He has created us in His image and likeness. In this way, He has given us a unique dignity, calling us to live in communion with Him, in communion with our sisters and our brothers, with respect for all creation. And again, the church, you have to love our mother church because. She seems to have been become the, almost the last voice in, 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 in being so vocal about the crime of abortion, of euthanasia, of, of, of human trafficking. I mean, so vocal about the protection of the dignity of every human person, every human life, from the moment of conception to the moment of natural death. And Holy Father reminded us in today's teaching that God looks at each one of us in in a, a, a manner where He sees us not as objects. You know, uh, I, I I this I said it last week I think on one of the programs when we talk about um, feminism and feminists. You know, especially these women who are so vocal about protecting women. Um, I, I, and they seem to completely ignore the pornography industry. I, I don't get it. They seem to completely ignore the way their women are presented in movies and on television today as just normal, where they are being objectified in so many ways, not just in, in the, 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 the hardcore pornographic material that's being produced but watch a soap opera, watch a you know a, a a situation comedy or a TV movie, or go to the movie. You can go to the movies now, but when they do come back, if they come back, it might be that might be one of the great blessings of <laughs> of this pandemic situation is that Hollywood was pretty much shut down. But I don't, just don't know why, when they're 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 fighting for the rights and uh, and the dignity of women in in the culture, why they aren't beginning their efforts outside the studio doors of those uh, film companies that are making these pornographic movies. If there's an objectification of women, that's it. So, Holy Father reminded us today that, you know, God does not see us as objects, but as people loved and capable of loving. And he, he requires that we see each other that way as well. Pope Francis said the pandemic has highlighted how vulnerable and interconnected we all are. If we don't take care of each other, starting with the least, with those who are most affected, including uh, we cannot we cannot heal the world. He said. So he's reminding us about you know we are our brother's keepers in that sense. We are called to love and be loved. And we are to call to live in that love. And today, I think the, the past number of months throughout this pandemic, we've seen how much we really need each other. You know, I, I pretty much am pretty good about rolling with the punches, but I got to tell you, I'm 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 starting to get affected by this um, isolation. And I, people people who know me may laugh at that. Uh, i think mostly because you know we we can't hold and hug our loved ones our little ones our babies our, our grandchildren even spend time with our own kids you know uh, we we're i and i we completely understand our our our, our daughter-in-law is her daughter-in-law is pregnant she's due uh to have uh, her third child our third grandchild uh on October 5th so she's in her last trimester and she's very Careful about exposure to the virus. We understand that completely, and we respect that, because no studies have really been done in length or detail on how this virus may affect an unborn child uh, in the long term. So we understand they've been so good about being careful. So we do our FaceTime with our grandkids and with them, and and that's nice. But you just you need that human contact. You need that hug. Will we ever hug again? <laughs> because the, the love that's innate in every human person, as being, having been made in the image and likeness of God, is a love that God puts there. And we are called to love and be loved. And that begins, you know, Jesus said we are called to love each other. He didn't say we had to like each other. <laughs> he said we have to love each other and that means we want the best the best for every person and what's the ultimate best we can desire for any anybody what's the ultimate best we can pray for and hope for for all people that one day they will be in heaven with god that's what we should be praying for everybody respecting that dignity beginning here in this world and praying that 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 person, that soul will be with God one day for all eternity. That's the best we can pray for and hope for. That's love. That's loving. Oh, there's the clock. There's the, okay, I'm going to go. Tomorrow's Thursday. I'll be back, God willing. Stay safe tonight in the storms if we're having any. Let's pray for each other, my friends. Don't forget, order your prayer cards and pray for the country. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you.